Welcome back to the 417 podcast. I'm Joshua. And I'm Aaron. Um, yeah, hope you guys are good. Hope you enjoyed our last episode. Um, yeah, this is you, you go, you take it away actually. Second to last. Second to last episode of Rebels with a Cause. Um I don't know what to say that means yet, but I feel like I don't know. I like how we kind of view our pods almost the same way because we're heavily inspired by music, obviously. Mm. Like, we kind of see it the same way as like mixtapes and albums. And obviously, this is like, honestly, this is, this is all like, this is a mixtape, you know what I mean? This is like, yeah, something that people that like us now or even in the future, people that come on. They can always come back to is like, oh, this is where it kind of started. It's like, you know, those people that those diehard fans of some something, yeah, like they always recognize. Okay, cool. This is, this is um, this person's mixtape. This is that. Like, I don't. To be fair, like even on a Drake support, I don't really care about the comeback season. I think that's his first mixtape. Um, is it his first? Well, that was one of his first mix, mixtapes. But I'm not really a mixtape guy like that. Mm. Um. I, 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 I like the albums. I like the albums. Yeah. It's like the introduction piece. Mm. It's like, this is who they are. It's like those fans, they're always like, ah, oh, uh, you got to listen to the real. For example, J. Cole has a lot of that for like his mixtape. Like, people who are J. Cole stands, like, you're supposed to listen to old J. Cole. Do you know what I mean? And I like old J. Cole, if I'm being honest. Do you know what I mean? Wait, what's the first mix? What's the like, Sideline Story is not an album, isn't it? It's not a mixtape. Mm. I believe it's so not. What, so what? <sighs> Is it though? Because I'm thinking. Silence is the. I don't know if Born Sinner was his second. Um, side. So he has a studio album. Which would make it his first, right? That's his first. I think. Oh, I might be wrong. Wait, what's the one with that like, the blue on the blue on his face? You know what I'm talking I feel about. Like that kind of blue. Oh <laughs> wait, no, but like okay, that's it. Friday Night Lights. Wait, Friday Night Lights. That's not on his face. That's like him sitting, sitting like down. A, him sitting down with his... That's a, that's a mixtape. And it's blue. That's yeah, a mixtape. It's blue and black. Yeah. Well, there's sparks will fly on this one. Mm. And we fly too. And we... And we... What's... Lights Please is on which one? On... Side I think Story. it's on side... Mm, yeah. Yeah, it is. No. no. Oh, yeah, it is, it is, it is. Okay. Um, another, yes, a sideline story. Wait, the warm up, the warm up is, but lights please is on the warm up as well. Yeah, no, that's, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's in more than one place, but the warm up's more like a compilation, I believe. Losing My Balance is my favorite song from that album. Anyway, um, yeah, this is like, you know what I mean? Some people love the love the mixtapes. I feel like this is the purest form of conversation we might have in terms of. I want to listen to this like in five six years time, and see like maybe if we were naive in certain things or mm. if our thinking's evolved and stuff like that. I'm not saying because I do believe like a lot of things I say is intelligent, but in five six seven years it might not be. <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it might not, but like. Um, well, just seeing how you evolve, evolve and like looking back to what we have achieved. Because right now, coming 
drawing to a close, it almost feels more like, um, say I was an artist, like it's a big deal even like to make the step to drop a mixtape. So it's a big deal for the fact that we've consistently dropped and we've almost, well, on what, episode 16 now. Mm. That's quite a lot. That's quite like, that's something, I like to look at the small wins in certain things that, um, some like you know what I mean the humble beginnings as as, yeah. as J Cole as where he says as beauty in the struggle you know what I mean <laughs> so um I don't know for me it's more um it's more looking at at it like it's that period um I don't want to say when it's authentic you because as much as you can say oh it's the mixtape period or whatever to me it's still that first offering it's that first and like um. Based on what I want to do with it, I don't want to say it because I think it should be a surprise. But like, yeah, it's just that. Oh, this is always going to be the combination of the the initial. Hi, like I'm showing introduction, am, what I'm yeah. on, kind of thing. Yeah, and to me, that's what Rebels of the Cause will always be. And it doesn't mean that we're going to veer away from ourselves and etc. But like. Rebels of the Cause has always been focused on this. It's been very thematically focused in my mind on this whole rebellion kind of tip. Mm. And I, I'm not going to change. But like, um, going forward, I imagine we'll expand and we'll do more. There'll be way more people on. There'll be, mm. I mean, just loads of things that will change the dynamic of what this is, of these conversations. Yeah, but rebels of the cause will always be like. Yeah, I kind of see like um, some people can say like you know like comics and superhero stories is like there's always an origin story. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the origin story, a lot everybody knows the origin story, but like everybody comes back for you know what I mean. It's like okay, Spider Man's doing this this time. Do you know what I mean? It's like okay, cool. You know who Spider Man? You know is, who Spider Man is. Every, everybody knows who Spider Man is. So yeah, I really um, I don't know. I just I feel like. I've, we've had some really good conversations and yeah we don't have to reflect on it all now yeah, yeah of we course have, we, we, have one to go. we have one we have one more to go but yeah let's get into this one um mm. a lot of stuff happening in the world right now what's going on Marvin Gaye a lot, a lot of stuff is going yeah, on yeah that's what I really want like um you see how Joe Biden just be playing like you know just play a song at the start wait wait is he allowed to do that because he cuts music out sometimes does he? No, he used to on his old... On when oh, yeah, on his old, Mar- before he got the deal, but, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so now he can play music. I mean, I'd imagine the deal would help that. Right. Or I haven't listened the to... the purposes of the deal. I told you, I don't listen... I listen to Rory Ramal podcast. Occasionally. Okay. But, like, I don't... I don't know. It's not... An, I imagine, like, it would be good. I just... I'm not going to go out my way to, like... It's just... I don't... Right now, like, I'm not connecting... Actually, let me know. If I'm, why am I ruining our market? Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. But um, no, I like um, I like the um, Joe Budden podcast. Joe I like Joe Budden. I just haven't really... Actually, let me be honest. I haven't really connected with the other two. I think it's like... Ice and Ish. I haven't connected with the other two as much as I connected with Rory and Mal. But mm. then like some people... Someone said the other day is like they've added a mature aspect, an element to the <laughs> podcast. Ice Nish. Oh, that's an interesting take. Someone said that, and I was like, "Oh, maybe, like, maybe I should give this a go." Is that not? It's just an interesting, it's just an interesting take, right? Isn't it? But um, no, I'll Rory Mar to me. 
are just very, very laid back guys. And I just like, mm. it's something, I don't know, I just like their, I like their vibe, but I'm always looking for new podcasts as well. So I'm trying to find anybody who's got a podcast. Love to listen to it. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff going on in the world, man. A lot. Mm. Um, with U- Ukraine and um, Russia. And it's mm, like, well, actually, let's let's even let's let's just address it first. So, no, let's not address. You it. don't let's address. Oh, let's just um. <laughs> let's set the stage. Okay, set the stage. Because mm. um, I don't know. I've been seeing a lot, mm. a lot on Twitter, a lot on Instagram, and because obviously last time, and that, one thing I've really loved about Rebels of the Cause as well. Mm. Just to go back to that, is I really love the flow. I love the flow of conversation to conversation. Um, maybe it's just something where we constantly see threads between different conversations. But to me, it's always yeah. just been this one offering of what it means to be a rebel with the cause. And like last time, we were saying that thing about um, essentially the whole idea of who you fight for and stuff. Ukraine, man, um, I'm going to precursor it with the fact that, you know, our hearts go out to people. I don't even know what statements like that even mean. Like, I feel like that's such a blanket statement that everyone says. It's like, yeah. It's like when someone says, oh, yeah, I'm sending my prayers and my thoughts to you. It's like, I don't. I didn't say- I'd rather say the prayer then and then than mm. when I tell people that, oh, yeah, I'm sending my prayers because it's just, it's, it's very empty. But I purely said, I didn't say those <laughs> No, no, no. I'm just saying in my mind, I just think no, whenever, no, yeah. whenever someone, I says, agree with you. someone says, sends their heart. But I didn't say I'm sending my prayers. Okay, right. Like, <laughs> that doesn't mean that um, they're not deserved. It's just, um, I don't want to throw out some statement that, again, as you're saying, is a bit empty. Mm. But my heart does go out to such a situation because it's not nice. But hopefully this paints the picture of what we're supposed to be entering into um, in terms of the view we have on this. The Well, let's speak about your view first. Or what's your view? Oh, yeah, I'll get into it now. Okay, yeah. I'm going to look for this tweet that I saw earlier. You've been sending um, me a lot of news. Yeah. Love are you on Twitter? I didn't what even know did you were on Twitter. See? Yeah, I didn't know you were on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. I can just I click can, it and yeah. see. No, I thought so. Because like, his name is Mark White. I don't know him personally. Who is he? Like, is he like a black man, white man? No, he's a white man. Okay, from Russia, or from Ukraine. His name is Mark White. England, <laughs> England, yeah, yeah, America. I so. No, I think he's. You know, when you see a face and you know it's English. Right, fair enough. Um, He just posted this, like, graphic. It's like Mm. a map. And it's like Western media when tragedy hits. And um, there's the green, green shaded in. It's like... What does the green represent? It's North America, Europe, Western Europe, and Australia. Mm -hmm. And it says 24-hour coverage. Celebrity songs, flag filters, lift up monuments. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, on celebrity songs. Did you see the um, 90210 girl? She's probably been in more than that stuff, but like some actress. Um, she said she made a poem 
about how what she what it would be like to be if she was Vladimir Putin's Putin's mom. I I hope I'm saying this right, but yeah, but it was like a poem. It's like if I was your mother, I would have loved you. I would have, I would have, da, da, da. like, so you, you wouldn't have become basically. Whose place is that? Like, it's <laughs> it's really strange. It's really weird. Like, um, there's a lot of weird stuff yeah, that's, going that's around. Different for sure. Um, <laughs> can't tell you I understand that. Yeah, but it's like, well, let me even carry on. But I'm gonna find some of the things she said. Mm. I, I want to do this in order though, because I don't. I just need to look at the countries and I'll know which one comes next. Actually, yeah, no, of course. Okay, so now you've got the amber, the amber shading. You've got um, South America. Um, I don't know what that is. I think that's Greenland. And you've got Central America. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just quickly say what the title of the thing says. Okay, wait, yeah. So the title of the thing is um, Actresses mocks for uploading a video of herself reading a self-penned poem saying she wishes she'd been Putin's mum so she could have hugged him to stop turning into a warmonger. Yeah, I'm so sorry I was not your mother, is what she said. If I was your mother, um, you would have been so loved, held in the arms of joyous light. This is what she um, posted onto the internet. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't, I don't get it. It's like... It's no, not like... <laughs> it's her offering to like how she wouldn't I don't even know it. Like, explain it. I, no, I don't even <laughs> want to explain it it's whatever it's just it just shows where the west are do you yeah. know what I mean yeah it just shows where we are like, so interesting because I've never heard anyone say they would have hugged idiot mean but I digress Yamba so yeah South America Central America Eastern Europe and Asia, which I find quite interesting. And it's tagged, nobody wants to be sad all day. Like. Huh? So it. So no, like. Um, these countries. So it's South so America. W- yeah, Asia. West Europe, Australia, and um, North America. And I've got to say, sorry. Um, the title says Western media when tragedy hits. Actually, no, I did say that. But yeah, yeah cool. And that one is green, and it's like 24-hour coverage, celebrity songs, flag filters, lift-up monuments. Cool. Sorry, lit-up, lit-up monuments. And then uh, Amber is like, nobody wants to be sad all day. And then that applies to like South America, Central America, um, Eastern Europe, and Asia. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now you've got a hopeless situation, just pray, and that's in brown. And it's like... North Africa and the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, in dark black, <laughs> you have Sub Saharan Africa, and it's like literally do not care. And this is the thing that I have to come on to. It's not nice to play I'm suffering Olympics. It's not, nobody, I don't, no one wants to win that event, let's mm. be real. What I was saying the other day, though, um, when we were there with Kristan, mm. and we were talking about survivor's guilt and all that. Yeah. That's kind of what I was tapping into, though. It was this space where, like, 
a lot of people do like to complain, not complain, but like, you want to be the one who's like, oh no, I suffer. Like, you want to, a lot of people play that suffering Olympics. It's like, nah, I suffer. This isn't the suffering Olympics. This is just simple observation. Cool. Rumors are spreading of war. And I saw this other tweet. I don't know if I sent you this one. Good one. Um, I, I didn't. I saw it on someone's story. And I'm not a screenshotter. So. What it said was like, someone had tweeted, essentially. I find it really sad when, even in like situations of turmoil, people f still find the time to be racist. <laughs> like, right. So then... Another thing I saw was the Boris Johnson speech. That was actually one of the first things I saw. And I was like, this is wild. Um, I try not to be surprised by, by the things I see in here. But he literally said, like, literally from his own mouth, it's a shame um, that this is happening. This isn't some faraway country that we know nothing of. Like... We um this is basically just just here in Europe. Yeah. And this is our, our you know, yeah. yeah. And we know Ukrainians, we live near Ukrainians. Like Ukrainians are the only people who've ever moved to the UK. Mm. Cool. Not about us. Let me chill. Then I see someone else talking. I don't know where this guy was from. It's probably somewhere in Eastern Europe. Oh, that guy. <laughs> and this guy <laughs> <laughs> It's a shame to see people with blonde hair and blue eyes. Mm. Dying. Wait, it's a shame to see blonde hair and blue. He said it's a shame to see them dying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Blonde hair, blue eyes, people. Like, this is a thing. What I found interesting about that. They're not even telling on them. They're, they don't even care that they're telling on themselves. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it doesn't phase them. It doesn't bother them. It's just like, this is what it is. Um, more than that, it's just like, you're seeing all of this like conversation about like, wow, this is actually happening in Europe. This is actually happening. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, why is there such shock now? But where is that when, I don't know, countries such as like Libya are being torn apart and like you're bombing them? Like That's because Libya came under the black section. Yeah. Literally no one cares. And that's the approach. And often people say stuff about, oh, the media's bad, the media's bad. And we do that a lot in the UK where we're like, oh, the media is, um, the media's so, is, is the problem. That's what's racist. And it's like we're fighting the racist media who hate Meghan Markle because of, a drop, because of, her, of her drop of melanin. And we spoke about how mindsets are shaped by their inputs last time. But it would seem that the two go into each other. I don't think the media would spew certain narratives if it didn't speak to a people. You have it here. Western media doesn't care because nobody cares. And you can see it in the responses, which... Do you think they know that they're telling on themselves? Like, or... They just don't care. Like they don't care. 
um, it's like they don't care. Like for example, I don't know, I'm not sure you might have this like lined up, but like the things we're seeing with like happening to black people, mm. which we can get into in a bit later. No, but we're, they, okay. we're right on time. Okay, cool. Like the things. So obviously. Everybody's Actually, problem. we're not. There's one uh, thing I have to say. Yeah, say it. It's something that Dave Chappelle said. He's like, um, I think he was talking about, um, he's gotten into trouble, like, whatever that means. But he was saying, essentially, like, talking about the LGBTQ rights, the progress, um, respecting certain things about them. Mm. And he's like, this shouldn't be spoken about in front of the black blacks. And it's like, the world is currently having conversations and reactions that are very insensitive <laughs> to be having in front of the blacks. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, back to what I was saying about the... Yeah, the footage, cool. So there's been footage, obviously, of like students, Nigerian students, was it Nigerian or Af- African students um, being held at gunpoint at Poland because um, they weren't trying to let them in. Um, being, I saw f- like forcefully being taken off Africans being taken off buses, um, buses and trains. Um, they they were told to come in last, I think, on the trains. Um, yeah, like it wasn't even hidden how much you're not you're not really you're not respected. You're not a real person, like you know what I mean. I'm pretty mm. sure animals are probably higher in higher position yeah. than um than two black people two. right black people right now. But then, this this is like, I could talk for an hour about being appalled about this situation and how this is so sad and all this kind of stuff. But there's only one thing that comes to my mind when I think about this. False sense of security. Us as a people have been living under a false sense of security. Just because you're in the West does not mean that you're you're cut through you've cut through like not that doesn't mean anything like you've come you've come from i don't know a tough situation back home maybe but you're not even a you're not even seen as a person here kind of thing Mm. so it's like um when the media are telling on themselves and when the physical actions and the discrimination of people in the West, like, are occurring and stuff like that. Like, why are we all saying, like, oh, this is just so terrible and paying lip service to this and all like, oh, I can't believe this is all happening. Like, no, we should know this is going to happen. Mm. And this is the thing, is like, every when I say full sense of security, it's like, oh, yeah, like, we're all living in the UK feeling like we're happy, um, all this kind of stuff. And they, like, what this is just showing you that at any time, you're, you know what I mean? You are not seen as important. So instead of, but all we want to do is, um, as a people, is like find our way into certain rooms with certain people, look like we're important, feel like we're important, um, buy clothes, you know, just indulge into anything that is seen as important or a fake understanding of what it means to be free when we haven't emancipated ourselves because at the end of the day, you cannot be free in a country you do not own you a country is that's not your home a country where you will always be subject to literally you're the subject to the will and the discretion of whatever a white man wants to do 
Like that's the truth of the matter. And it's at the end of the day, we can sit here and we can make jokes about, oh yeah, like if they call me, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not, mm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not from the UK anymore. I'm from, I'm from Nigeria or I'm from the Caribbean kind of thing. Like I'm from Jamaica and stuff like that. It's like, I can sit here and you can sit here and make all the jokes in the world. But it's like, why do we have to, why does trouble and discrimin- overt discrimination have to come before we do anything? Like, before we care about... Not even dis- overt discrimination. That's literally a threat to your life. Mm. That's what it takes. To me, it's borderline offensive. It is. It's borderline offensive. It's ridiculous. That's what it takes you to go home. Exactly. And it's like, you would you would rather invest... But then again, I would have to say, it's just like, that's human beings though. That's human nature. Can't even say it's just, a, this is a black thing. Because at the end of the day, it's like, mm-hmm. a lot of people will live life, live a life where they do nothing to better themselves, invest in themselves, have no insurance in themselves, or develop themselves in any way so that they can be like okay in the future for their family and for themselves they won't even get like you know insurances and stuff like that people don't do that for themselves in general so i mm-hmm. guess like am i can i make this a black issue if we're not doing the same when it comes to issues of where we're from and our race and all these kind of things because at the end of the day a lot of us don't a lot of us don't care enough to to do certain things for ourselves let alone for a wider oh course. no see this where we're going to have to go on two different roads then. Okay. Because I think we only care about doing things for ourselves. To me, the message is, I'm here for myself. Mm. And I'm leaving when that no longer benefits me. And it's hard to say, oh, you're wrong for that. Another tweet. Probably the final tweet I'll mention. I think it was actually a response to like a video of a group of African people being left behind as the train was leaving, the last train. And someone must have said um, in the comments, you guys, like, you came here for the free ride or something. Ukraine said, um, no one... No male between 16 and 60 or whatever? 18 or 60. Okay. I think yeah. it's 18 or 60. 18 or 60. He's like, no male that age is going to leave. They're going to stay here and fight. So what makes you think you're any different? Well, um, <laughs> I don't get that. I personally don't support that kind of view. And I think this was the only thing that kind of triggered me. I'm good at playing water off the duck's back. But this one, this one kind of struck enough because I was like, how dare you actually have the audacity to tweet that? And that's the thing about like keyboard warriors, but we don't need to get into that. But is it their job to come and defend a country that doesn't even give them citizenship? Because another issue is that like they can't even actually cross the border. I think that's why they can't point fingers at Korea. You don't have the citizenship to do that. Mm. And I think they were like, oh no, we'll grant you asylum once you get to Poland. So if you can get there, haha. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit weird. And 
to try and suggest that what their subjects here that they must come and serve a country that clearly has never loved them it's actually sick to me and like before we knew this was going to happen we wanted to talk about something um the song is not on the playlist it's africa by d'angelo africa is my descent and i was like yeah that's a conversation that will work towards the end of rebels of the cause um what else is said it's like um in the lyrics he says something along the lines of um i'm dwelling in a land meant for people who are not my own and i feel it's not a surprise it's not a revelation it's not an epiphany that's just our experience here in the west and with that comes that kind of disrespect to tell someone now stay here and fight. Now the audacity, but on some level it's like, what can you really even do about that? That response. And I think we are always, 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 always going to be in a lower state. We are always going to be subjects. If you were dwelling in a land, it's not meant for you. The problem and the question lies in when do we decide and how do we decide to dwell in a land that is meant for us? Because honestly, I just think people will go where they're served what serves their needs, what serves their interests. And the purpose, part of the purpose of why we're doing 417 is to make that a reality. To make it a reality that, not just physically, and I said we talk about Canaan, because today's the day we talk about Canaan. Not just physically, but economically, politically, um, even philosophically, You create a land meant for your own people. But not one man makes that. Which is part of the problem with Western individuals thought that's been imprinted upon us, branded on us. Is that we don't understand that your your division and your individuality is actually the it's the lesson you've been taught that will hold you back like forever it's like you don't need to do all these things like you don't need oppressive laws once you've changed the way a man thinks once you've made him believe that mm. no definitely speak on that you don't need to speak on that that's that's you don't need to be that's an facts. individual those are big facts when you said the thing about there's actually no need to keep any oppressive laws when you change someone's mindset it's true there's if I was, let's just say I was one of these people at the top, right? This is what I see black people doing, right? Make a joke here or, t- here or there about, I don't know, 
going to, like they might rise up sometimes just like when it's safe to do so um but no but nothing nothing more than that you know they might like go on a protest when it's safe to do so but nothing more than that they're not they can't unionize come together and say okay we're not going to sp- we're not we're gonna we couldn't even boycott Gucci, mate. Like all you know what I mean? Like mm. we couldn't even stop spending at like a fashion house. Like that was far too much when they when they've um produced racist racist um outfits or was it clothes. But yeah, like we couldn't even do that. So what 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 fear is there to like, okay, cool, we need to do this, this, this and this. Um, to push them down they get your money they get your they, they have we don't have dollars here, so they take your pounds easily like so easy to you spend we're all trying to spend to try and look better than each other we're, all, tr- we're all trying to spend to seem like we we have it and it's like there's always that guy that's always like oh but you know the um Called people say the Steve Jobs thing. You can tell a black person Steve Jobs doesn't wear, um, what's it called? Doesn't wear a Louis Vuitton belt, mm. and they'll still say they still say I don't care. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, 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 shut. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's like the things, the lessons that are here, the lessons to learn about what we should do. Like, we're not. I guess we we could Aaron and I can sit here and try and feel like oh, we're unique in a way, but a lot of the, our teachings obviously and the way we think has obviously been from our belief in God and obviously um, teaching from other people. For example, the people we've mentioned in this series, Malcolm, Marcus, um, Martin, um, Fred, um, Huey, all these guys. We can we can obviously say that, all the, but at the end of the day, the the thing that really just like messes up with like the mind now is like the black, the black mind is like they, we all, just for like, I saw a quick comment the other day. It was like, people need to understand that black people have di- are different. We're all different, kind of thing, and we all want to go in our different, um, our different directions and stuff like that. I saw something interesting, um, and that's obviously that that gives rise to individualism. But yeah, I saw something interesting on um, social media. This girl, she posted. I think she's American. She said, "What if one of my ancestors' dreams um, was to rest?" Um, and what she said, what she meant by that was, obviously, I don't want to say like it's. It's kind of rude. To, is it rude to say she's like a descendant of a slave? Is that rude? Where's she from? She's African American. No, then she's a descendant of a slave. Okay, cool. So she was like. Yeah, I just, you have to be politically correct these days. But yeah, so she's a descendant <laughs> of a slave. Cool. And she said, what if like one of like their dreams, like the dreams of my ancestors for their, you know what I mean? Their generation was the ability to rest. And I was thinking about like, oh, that's kind of like, that's kind of deep, I guess. But then I just sat there, I was like, okay, cool. I understand it. Like you want to just like some, you know, rest is good. You know what I mean? Even God rested, you know what I mean? On the seventh day. But we're on day we're, one, man. We're, we're we're really, you know what I mean. We're not we're not there yet. Um, we're not there yet, and it's like it's not that we're not there to enjoy things or celebrate things or rest on one day. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like you're sitting in a place where 
at any point of time, you live in a land where you are sub, you can be subject to anything. Like you have, when I, when I say subject to anything, it's like I get people can say, oh, that's gonna be the same said in Africa and all this kind of thing. But like you think because you you can dress, you can you can you can dress in his clothes, the white man's clothes, and you can speak his language, that you're safe. But it's just we've literally been showed and proved that it's not true. And God forbid, I don't want to see any black people be like dying in a war that we have. It's got no concern of us. You know, we have not, nothing to do with that. Absolutely, like, absolutely nothing to do with it. Um, it's again, it's a sad realization where you come to a place where it's just like. Even like it takes all this for us to get to a place where like okay cool now it's okay to come back. It's like what are you coming back to when you haven't put anything in it? It's like it's it's it's, it's, it's like irritating. It's like you know that person is like when you're making something or you're doing building something together with someone or you're let's just say a group of people are making cake right and then there's like okay cool like everybody has been like we saw this great cake on Instagram and we want to try to replicate it. And then we all are like, everybody's like, someone's cracking the egg, someone's mixing, someone's measuring up the flour and stuff like that. And then one person, um, there are people doing that. And then there's also this, the person that kind of bailed, like at the start and said they were going to get, they were going to go get something for the store. Let's just say he was going to get like a tray or something from the store. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like you let you're letting all these people left all these people behind, and then now you're just gonna come. You're gonna run back when he's like, "Oh, I'm kind of hungry. I haven't really bought anything from the store." Like you get halfway to the store and you say, "I'm kind of hungry. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna come back and eat whatever's there," kind of thing. It's like I'm just you know what I mean I'm oh I'm seeing a little bit of danger ahead. I'm gonna. Mm. It's like we haven't done you haven't done anything to add to this situation, and it's the same thing with with us and like it's it's almost. It's ignorance. It's rude to tell people back home that yeah, cool. We're just gonna come back after like like not caring about you guys whenever we please to, without even trying to do something and invest something into you into our people and make change. If anything, the lessons that we should have learned from the West is this whole this the only lessons that can really be gained from the idea of individualism and stuff like that is the idea of being able to say. In this world, I can create something. In this world, I can add value. And in this world, value can create jobs, create opportunities for other people. Those are the lessons that we should have learned from the, from, from the West. But we're not doing that. And we're not doing that for our we're not doing that for our own people here, and we're not doing that for um our people back home. And I'm not saying all of us, because there are a lot of people that are there are some still some people that and we want to talk to those people have conversations with those people because those are the people that we're trying to get on. But at the same time, it's like anybody that's sitting here with like that sort of an arrogance in and security that, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not, if trouble comes, I'm not British. I'm, stand, stand by them. Don't deny them that like mm. PR. Stand by them. You love, <laughs> you love your oppressors so much. Stand by them. Like, don't know. It's like, it's, it's weird to me. It's like, uh, it's like Stephen and Django. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like it's the, be that loyal um that house uh, what's it called? He, he's, he's the butler, right? Is he yeah. the butler? Yeah, be that loyal um, be loyal to your master and stand by them. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's it called? 
Uh, I don't because know. You haven't listened to JLEC. Um, he's got that bit at the start of the second track on his album. Um, I think it's Minister Farrakhan. He's like, oh, what does he say? <laughs> he's like, are you scared to death, Negro? <laughs> he's like, um, she's like, sit down, shut up. He's like, tell your master to come out and deal with this. Mm. And that's how I feel about people who are not involved, like who are like, who are trying to do that. Oh, like, and I don't mean it's like everyone who's like made the passing comment or the joke, but like, you know when people are like, essentially, yeah, they're clinging tight to this West, like they love this place mm. and they don't have even nice things to say about back home. You need to tell your master to come out and deal with this. Because when we go off and we do what we have to do, mm. tell your master to come out and deal with this. It's not you who we're having conversations with. I'll be real. Stand, stand by your master and fight with him, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, at the end of the day, if you're so in love with this land, you're so in, like, you have no, don't come back to a place you have no love for. Don't, it's not, I hate, it's like, it's like a security in being black. Like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to fall on my black card. Now I'm going to fall mm. and fall, fall back on this. It's like, it's almost exploitation of like, who, who, like, it's just as bad as anybody else exploiting our culture because you're not, you're not, you're not standing for anything. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's also, I would say this, I'm not going to just put the blame on ignorant people um, here that aren't doing um, enough. I said this because, as I said earlier, I kind of do believe that sometimes, sometimes the affairs of one's home is not in order. Like a lot of people's home is not in order themselves. A lot of people do not have their lives in order themselves. So I, I can sometimes question like, is that just a human thing? If you don't have your orders, um, if you don't have your home in order, how can you have, you know what I mean? How can you tend to the palace or, you know, how can you tend to a kingdom? Um, I understand that everybody feels like maybe it's just not the right time for me to do something. So, but that's where faith comes in and trust and trusting in you're doing something that means, means more. Like, even if 417 stopped today, we might have sparked the change in someone through one of our conversations, at least one of our conversations that could lead to a greater change than we ever, ever knew. And it's like, this is line for, is it Tupac that said it? It's like, I might not be the person that changes the world, but I will definitely inspire the person that does. Mm. It's like, everybody that's sitting down, not doing anything. And I don't want to be rude about like saying people aren't doing anything with their lives, but people that aren't making that choice to make a change you're 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 an enemy of progress. Yeah. It's like if if you're not with us, you're against us. That's just the fact of it. One thing it points to for me is um you know in the Bible when it says you build your house on a rock as opposed oh, to building it on the sand. I read that today actually. Oh what? Yeah. So interesting. To yeah. so me, for example, four seventeen was the choice to build your house on the rock in the sense that it's what, and in many senses, but in the sense that this is what you can trust and the future of what we are going forward, as opposed to something that you know is going to dissolve at some point. 
something that's going to shift at some point. Like, it might be hard to build on the rock. You may struggle to get the tools together. But why would you build your house outside of a solid foundation? Because you mentioned that thing of like, oh, you may not have the affairs of your house in order. But why are you building somewhere else? Like, and I guess, it. for example, I think I mentioned it in the first episode. Like I said, my dad came here, told, um, you know, there's nothing for you in Ghana. But it's like, I've reached this place now. And I say this especially because of that thing about the ancestor's dream that you said. Someone's ancestor said that. Um, dreams your to dreams rest. to rest. Yeah. yeah. You're not supposed to just inherit the dreams of your ancestors. Because what human evolution is there in that? You're supposed to really build on it. Um, and I, I, I saw someone actually tweet something similar mm. to that um, the other day. I can't also sit on the same things that my dad lived, um, his lived experience, and be like, yeah, that's the same for me, let's go. Yeah, 100. Makes zero sense. And it's that thing, someone else, I'm talking a lot about tweets today, someone else tweeted the thing um, about our purpose to be self-actualization. Whereas our parents had this thing about survival and making it. We are in that phase, second, third generation, a lot of us. It's time for self-actualization. And the way we choose to self-actualize will define us as a people going forward. Like, probably forever. Do you know what I mean? We, it, the mold will set on us and what we decide to do with our self-actualization. And for me, if there was nothing for my father in Ghana, so he had to come here. My dream now is that there's nothing here for me and I need to go back to Ghana. Mm. And that's how the process has got to be going forward because just deep down in here, there's nothing here for me. Do you know what I mean? Like on a even spiritual level, there is nothing here for me. <laughs> no, some people, they make like, some guy made some TikTok or something it was just like, what did he say? He said, I'll be real, like my, my soul or my spirit hasn't ever um what's it called? He said, like it's never come to terms with like being in this country kind of thing, or he hasn't adjusted, like he hasn't this hasn't accepted this as home yet. And a lot of us need to just understand it's like I didn't I just need really questions like your mindset has to check like why do you have such fear of like picking up a brick to get into work? Like or why, why do you have so much ignorance to believe this is heaven? No, there's no heaven on earth. Do you know what I mean? It's like, at the end of the day, like, you're going to have to work somewhere. You're going to have to build something. You can build some, you know, in this world, like, whether you're not, mm. you, whether you know it or not, you're building something in this country. You are building something for someone in this country. The, oh, moment, yeah. the moment you are paying tax, the moment you are um, working for someone in um, in a in a job here, you are building something for someone in this country. Um, or in the West, let's call it the West. Um, yeah, but at the end of the day, if you're going to build something, why would you not build your father's house? Like, why would you not build where you're from? 
like why can't that be a dream for you and your children to have as you said but at the end of the day you can't always I was thinking about it, I was like you can't always blame I can't always just leave the blame at the at the feet of um lost individuals <laughs> yeah, part of the blame true. part it's of true. the blame has to when you look at a situation part of the blame has to fall at the step like at the doorstep of our leaders do you know what I mean oh well, that's where you're gonna put it I, I'm, I'm gonna have to put it that way because if we're gonna be real who are our leaders if we're talking about African leaders like we should oh, okay. yeah. if we're gonna be real there should be no scenario where we have you know what I mean our people are stranded no way home kind of thing do you know what I mean and they have no way home, no way to really, because they thought they were, they were just hoping for a life, a better, a better chance of life. I couldn't believe, I wrote this thing like a few years ago about, I think I wrote it in my personal, like a few, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I wrote it in my personal statement. Um, and I was like, talking about the irony, I think it's irony, or how, 360 something let's just say 400 years ago um, my people were taken on ships damn they let you in (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah yeah, but I wrote that (laughs) but um, I was talking because I know this is when I wanted to do politic or PP but um, I changed that I did economics instead Um, but I remember yeah I said 300, 400 years ago, my people were taken um, against their will, like in one of the most inhumane periods of history. And like 400 years later, we're now in a space where we're killing ourselves, swimming across dangerous, treacherous seas, jumping over dangerous fence. You know what I mean? Mm. To try and get to this, go to the same places that our ancestors were taken from, um, um, that our ancestors were taken to, sorry. If that can't show you, that doesn't show how lost we are as a people and how much work also has to fall, how much responsibility has to fall at the um, the doorstep of our leaders in Africa. Like, that has to say something, that, that has to scream something to you at the end of the day. Because mm-hmm. you, this is, do you know how many people are drowning um, are drowning in the ocean and in the sea trying to get to this idea of a better life like do you know how people are there's, I think even the people are ending up in slavery in North Africa um, because because of this because they're, they're ending up trying to go up and like, some people are sold into slavery and stuff like that like, all these kind of things and issues it's like we need. Why? Why can't there be a system where? Why is there not a system in place where our people can comfortably rest in their countries? Why can't people work in their countries? Why can't people? Why can't we build our countries? Why is there a system that our people can build in our countries? And it's like, I guess a lot of people will feel like. Maybe that's why they've given up on it because why should the 
the workload be put on you or I to build some somewhere when no, that's there ridiculous. Are, that's what that's that's some people's mindset, I guess. I know, but, but it's sad. But so is life. So it's just it's, it's just a mistake, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because who who is it that you think built America? It was you. <laughs> you built America. I just. It's just interesting that we, the people who refuse to build our own land now, are the people who built. We built the land that we're fleeing to. And you said it reflects how lost we are. Is I don't think it's merely that we're lost. It's where we were led. We were led astray. And your belief was that the burden fell on African leaders. And I thought um, you were going to say, or like what you were going to point to was that part of the issue is that we perhaps aren't made to feel at home in Africa. And that's, that is part of it. But I feel like ultimately there can be, which I don't know if it's another conversation, we can be seen as much as the foreigner back home as as we are here in very different ways. But yeah, my thing with this burden falling on African leaders is that my opinion is that politics in Africa is very much built and entrenched in or upon certain ideals, certain things that just set and what it will take to uproot them. There's a lot of unrest, if we're being honest. Um, the African political way is very, very... Um, um, how do you put this? I, I just don't want to say that, so I have to find a way to say it. There is a system of reward for compliance. Mm. And that's how politics works in Africa. You just didn't want to say the word corrupt. <laughs> uh, we, it's another C word. It was coon. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> it's... You know I run that all day. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I didn't... I, I, the reason I didn't want to say it was because I didn't feel like it was fair. Mm. It was the system that was built. And again, you said, we're, this is how lost we are. We've yeah. been led this way. It is no mistake that um, the lyrics to All Fall Down still applies today. Um, they made us hate ourselves and love their wealth. Do you know what I mean? It's no mistake that African politics is the way it is. Structural adjustments to get the money you need to get your country going. It's an ideology. It's a mindset. You're constantly tethered to the West. You're constantly tethered. And beyond that, African politics is a cash-grabbing scheme. Every country, um, even before, let's even go before independence. If you were like a government official, um, because especially towards the end of colonialism, they'd let more people in. The idea was, look, you can make more money than everyone else. And you can essentially be king amongst your own people. And we've been playing that game ever since. 
ever since every single community that um every single black community you're trying to be king amongst your people as given to you by the man and even in not want, as far as not wanting to build that comes back to that that Amos Wilson thing and another reason I bring it up is because I find it so interesting that we call them like we we say the man you know that like that phrase the man mm-hmm. it's like we're not the man yeah and I think that's nuts um no for sure with the whole thing of like I, I'm gonna keep coming back to the same thing that I've been saying which I kind of want the message of what I'm saying at least to just permeate through is just full sense of security um Kanye says um the concept of school um she still hasn't picked up a career concept of school seems so secure whatever that whole, that when he's talking about that lyric mm. um the concept of the west seems so secure to us and i already spoke about the full sense of security that we have but what scares me even more about our people is well our people in the west and um the ones that feel like they are free um what makes me feel um worried about them is they're like are those are these are those people you want on your team they're like um a sell sword they just they go to the highest bidder whoever whoever can i don't know fill up their bellies and make them feel as comfortable as possible they'll fight for you kind of thing although and if not they'll just if um when times get tough they'll desert you and that's why back in um sorry to bring up game of friends um you know the second sons um they all her advisors were kind of against who um Daenerys her advisors didn't want her to were unsure about the second sons the guy that you know she ends up with the uh, oh the the guy who can fight yeah the guy the with long hair the guy with long hair exactly yeah so they're they're all her other advisors her like elder advisors and obviously one of the guy was jealous because he loved her but he they were like oh we're not too sure about about these kind of people because you know I've understand they're but the only reason and even they were gonna I think they were gonna do something but she, the guy killed all of the other leaders the guy that loved her killed mm. all the other leaders but yeah um, what made me bring that up is when you're not loyal, like you're not loyal to anything, you're not an attribute to anyone. Um, and in this world, I feel like everybody's purpose, at least, like a fundamental part of your purpose is to provide value in something you're doing. So how can you say that you don't, outside of, outside of what this is, outside of, um, you don't feel like, not outside of what this is, but like, how can you not provide value and create in your home kind of thing? That means that you're just wherever it feels safe. If tomorrow China is the safest place, is the safest place for you, or feels like the safest place for you, or feels like the most prosperous place for you, you would just be in China. It's like, it's not because, and that's why I get really confused about the new ideas of what it means to be black on social media and like what we kind of like, basking and like really enjoy and say oh yeah we're black this that that it's it's such meaningless stuff that like it makes me questions like 
are you guys just saying this like ironically or is this like actually how you feel it's like you say that you like being like i'm seeing like, like someone can literally post a video of like say oh my biggest flex is that i'm african right or i'm nigerian or i'm from the i'm from jamaica and they'll get loads and loads of likes and i was like but what does this even mean none of you are about it like none mm. of you are about what and at the end of the day even if if this uk went to shit right now i'm from if australia was in the next place will you go to us you wouldn't go to stop lying to yourselves you wouldn't go to Nigeria. You wouldn't go to Jamaica. You would go to you would go to Australia. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? It's um, and as I said, going back to the ideas of even last week of like nationalism and all these kind of things, and um, ideas of um, protect protecting your future and all these kind of things, developing stuff like that. If you have don't have a people that love. Not, not only love the people but love the land that they're from you can't fight for anything and you can't build anything it's why, what the West have had and have still like there are British people that are ready to die for this country there are American people that are ready to die for their country like be, being Amer it's America first in their mind it's like nothing else like nothing else matters there are African American people who are willing to die for that country yeah yeah exactly like Nothing else. It's like wearing <laughs> wearing wearing the um, red, white, and blue means everything to them, and it's like it's like we don't have that for our people. This is what I was saying. Garveyism was all about. You were just like, what's going on? And that's what I find very interesting about you know looking kind of wartimey. My personal assessment: I could probably be very wrong. I feel like Britain and America. Men don't want to poke the bear. I don't think they. I don't think they do either. Yeah, they're gonna leave him. Let him be who he is. Well, sanctions. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. Yeah, no, they will do. They're not gonna bring any soldiers. I don't think. But yeah. I could be completely wrong. Yeah, of course. But D'Angelo, Africa. Africa is my descent, and here I am, far from home. I dwell within a land that's not that's meant. Meant for many men, not my turn. Africa's actually about his son. Like he named his son Africa, I believe. Really? Yeah. Oh, I believe. I, I, I can't say I'm certainly right about that. And for the next verse, he goes on to say, The blood of God is my defense. Let it drip down to my seed, showers to your innocence, to protect you for all eternity. And with this wood I beat this drum, and we won't see defeat. From kings and queens comes a, becomes a prince. Knowledge and wisdom is understanding what we need. Knowledge and wisdom is understanding what we need. And I feel like when I said that thing before, when you said that we were talking about where we lean politically, Kamala Harris and Biden, and that guy said, um, we're too emotional or whatever. And I said, I don't believe it's necessarily being emotional, it's being uninformed. And that's because knowledge and wisdom is understanding what we need. And what we really need is to be able to identify, genuinely identify with Africa as home.
and everything that that can offer. So that's even Pan-African ideals. But the issue is, as you're saying, like with the whole social media stuff, we don't genuinely identify that way. We don't understand that we need to actually fully invest our lives and build our lives upon what would really be our defense to protect our lineage for all eternity. Mm. I feel like when you said knowledge and wisdom is to know what we really need, is that what you said? Mm. Um, this can this our people, the new let's just say our people are led by certain things and certain people. There was a reason why when we watched, was it last, was it A Night in Miami? One Night in Miami. One Night, one night in Miami. There was a reason why Malcolm X wanted, he wanted, um, what's his name, Muhammad Ali to join the nation, almost. There was a reason why um, he wanted, was it Sam Cooke? He wanted him to do something more meaningful in his music and make an inf- impact and influence greater than the songs he was singing at the time. Mm. When the people that represent us in the mainstream, let's just call it that, in mainstream media and, and on the global stage, those people that represent us, when they don't lead lead by example, when they don't lead by example, example and see Africa as a home, or make any indication that it could be a home, then it's going to be hard for the common person or the person that doesn't think about things like this, doesn't maybe question things. Everybody should be questioning for, but it doesn't make it easy enough for that person to be like, okay, cool, I'm on it because they're on it. Because trust me, if certain people are on certain things today, a lot of people will start looking into it. If certain figures, and what I mean by this is even in the smallest things, like we can have a conversation about this because I'm with one of those people eventually one day, but like small, tiny little things, like what's he called? I don't know how many black players right now play for their home country. Hmm. Um, Saka does, Saka plays for England, Saka's Nigerian. I can speak on Nigeria. Callum Hudson Odoi doesn't play for Ghana. He's playing games, that's what he's doing. Um, he, play, he wants to play for England. Um, who else was it? Tammy Abraham plays is Nigerian, plays for um England, and it's like it's like you play for Nigeria if you if there's really not a chance of you ever playing for the England national team. Like that's when you feel like it's safe to play for your home country. It's like small little things like that can, don't you don't people don't really get, it, but like small tiny little things like that of just like okay, cool, like. My favorite, my favorite player, who's just like me, second generation, is playing for the country of my of my heritage. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, that means that's home. Do you know what I mean? That's even something as small as that makes that feel like it's home. However, what the things that make us feel like we're Nigerian now and stuff like or Caribbean now is on these famous people, um, these famous people's um, Instagram. You might see their Nigerian name there as well. Or you might they might use their Nigerian name, or they might have a a Nigerian flag with a Brit an English flag. 
mm-hmm. in their bio. Um, and just small stuff like that. And that's why maybe the idea of what it means to be black is so... Or they might listen to... On their story, they might listen to like Afrobeats and stuff like that. Small little things. People don't understand how much impact and influence people. Um, these kind of like gatekeepers and these cultural figures have because small things like that kind of makes other people that are like look up to those people like wow this is what I should this is what I should be like not wow this is what I should be like all the time it's like it just naturally happens it shouldn't but like it's like personal game I'm sure playing for England you have much more of a chance to win they believe they have much more of a chance to win the World Cup the endorsements are probably a lot more. Um, the, I guess, the structure might be a bit better. <laughs> but um, even things like Yanis, um, Yanis Atentukumpo, he's, um, his real name's Adetukumbo, um, and he's Nigerian. Doesn't play for, he's known as in the NBA as the Greek freak. Mm. Um, he doesn't play for, and he he doesn't play for, um, what's it called, Nigeria. But Nigeria, we're at the um, we're at the Olympics uh, at the World USA? Cup. Yeah, they beat the World um, the USA beforehand, um, before the actual World um, the World Cup. Mm. But then they they lost later. But anyway, Olympics now. No, it was the is was it the Olympics or right before the Olympics? Yeah, right before the Olympics. Yeah, no, you said World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. There's like World Cup and Olympics. I keep mixing up. But yeah, small stuff like that. But then on the All Star break, he wears. Um, he on his partnership with WhatsApp, he wears a hoodie that has plus two three four area code, which is Nigerian area code, and it has added to Kumbo on his on the back, which is his Nigerian um Yoruba surname, real surname. Um and it's like small things like that. It's like, oh look and on Twitter people Nigerians would be like, Oh look, he's rapping Nigeria kind of thing. Like that's what it means to be black. That's what it means to be um that's what it means to be ethnic where you're from, like Nigeria or ethnically and stuff like that. <coughs> with all with stuff like that, it's like you don't understand. Without those people making a real change in how they think or where their dollars go, it's going to be hard to change the, the, the behaviors of the masses. Yeah, I've had another thought as well. I don't, I don't know why. I just I keep thinking about it. Colin Kaepernick is currently out of work. Yeah, kind of. Is he retired? I mean, he's got his deal with Netflix, but he still wanted to play football. Mm. But the NFL is a very interesting institution, to say the least. And they don't want to let him play. No team is trying to let him play. The other day, Brian Flores has entered his, entered the, what's it called? He's suing the NFL, essentially because it's racist. Um, black coach, um, he was at the Miami Dolphins, and he was discriminated against. Um, his case that he's been discriminated against because of the color of his skin. Um, there are various other things that happened that, you know, they wanted him to be a yes man. He said he wouldn't be a yes man. Cool. A wild thought, but where we really need to get to 
is every player in the NFL whose descent is Africa to get up and say, yeah, we're, we're relocating. Do you know how long it's going to take for them to do that? <laughs> He's, I'm so sorry, but like, those are, going to, those are the kind of signs that are needed. And that's, those are the kind of things about the um, civil rights movement that helped him. Big key figures, um, people that showed that they were about it, like Ali, like a huge figure in the civil rights movement, the reason why we got certain things is because it's let's be real like you might not think it but the big like these big people in culture and mainstream media and all these kind of things mainstream sports when they do things the world takes notice and if we're not if our if our figures aren't t- set an example on what it means to see Africa as a home these like it's still gonna always be a pipe dream mm. Um, but um, let's get into um, it's not just that though. okay <laughs> um, yeah. culture must circulate so it's not just that you need these figures to stand up mm. but culture needs to circulate through everything like for it to be established as the culture so like for people like the Ali thing He's fighting in certain places. He's standing on this, on like, on the things he believes in, and it actually affects his life. Mm-hmm. The thing I'd say, um, I've mentioned it before, it's in Euphoria. I think that's one of the best TV shows on TV. I think it's one of the best ones really? about right now. Yeah, Thanks. I'd say that. Um, there's a scene where two characters are talking about revolution and yeah I have mentioned it before I believe and I think Domingo Coleman says revolution like the real revolution happens within and it's that thing we were saying about the instant and it changes your whole life in an instant changes your whole life in an instant and essentially Without that, you can't, you can't have any kind of change unless people actually change within and desire to change within. And that's the revolution we need to turn that way. And on top of that, it's not about these allies that we're looking for in the West. It's really about foraging our own way and finding a home or deciding that we want home that isn't here. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, let's get into, was it Music Mondays? Um, I think our most recent update from that was, I think it was Michael, Michael Mante. Mm. Um, he selected, we selected him and he chose Assassination by Dead Prez. Mm. I felt like I liked the song because it kind of it kind of showed me what it was like in the mind of someone that's like trying to ready, ready to equip themselves, equipping themselves to fight, but explaining the process of why they became this way. 
like yeah. why they became why the, the there even is an angry black male narrative it kind of showed me a lot about that and it's um the ideas of arming yourself in self-defense and also the futility of it all and the hopelessness and um of it all kind of like it was quite impressive to see that done in two like two minutes like it's a two minute track so to see all of that happen and it's dirty lyrically. yeah it's really really good but you can go towards um yeah i mean i could wax i go on about it's lyrical the lyrical charm of the track um i also really like the beat but one thing two things maybe i point to is the start where you've got that kid talking he says our oh, people are poor you know damn well nobody wants to be poor mm. and i think that really points to what we're talking about now um the desperacy to be in the west to try and make something of yourself in the west um because you fear being poor and even when you point to blaming african leaders you know damn well no one wants to be poor um some of these leaders are need to get their money from the west mm. um in terms of loans and stuff and even in um when you look at corruption and the way it works a lot of it is just a desire to be rich the lot other thing i'd say about this is the hopelessness that you spoke about and this whole thing about our oh, meet us up on capitol hill the issue is you feel like there's nowhere else to go and so you want to do assassination on Capitol Hill and it's going to be helplessness if that's the only option you have and that, that's just how I see it and that's why like you've got to arm yourself with that understanding of what you need and yes there are obstacles but unless this is what you want to do <laughs> unless you want to arm yourself at Capitol Hill you want to take it back home you know what I mean? for sure but yeah man I enjoyed this episode mm-hmm. um, we hope you guys are ready for our last episode next week um, but yeah this has been good I've been, it's been real I've been Josh and yeah um, thanks for listening to the 417 podcast Thank you.